0: Oh, at last, at last, I have found some time to record this week. Hallelujah, it's a miracle. Welcome, everybody, to Straight Outta Klein 2.0, with me, your host, of course, Joseph Dylan Turl. who is about to cough, because the man flu is still not fucking gone away. It's not pissing off. It's really, it's pissing me off, but it won't piss off. I feel a lot better than I did a couple of weeks ago, but holy shit, this fucking thing will not go away. But, with that said, I hope everyone else is doing well out there. But it's bad though, because even though, look, it's a sign of the times, you know, this time of year people do generally get the flu or they get at least the common cold at the very least. Um, But I just feel like lately, everyone is getting sick and it seems to be lasting way longer than it did before and I'm wondering is this one of the new side effects after COVID where things like having the common cold or having the flu or flu symptoms just last a bit longer like is this the next step in evolution I wonder who knows but yeah I still feel a bit sick and it's kind of annoying me to be honest but anyways uh, yeah I've been up the walls this week I've been so busy doing certain things but i'm grateful for it but i did worry that straight out of klein was going to have to take the back seat which i'm still so proud to say since the relaunch of this podcast i have not missed one week not one and it ain't happening this week and it certainly ain't happening next week because i've got some exciting news for next week uh, but that will all be revealed at the end of the show this is another episode lads where I do not have any type of topic in my head. I am just going to shoot the shit. I'm just gonna see what happens. Originally the plan was to get that NGL um, thing, that extension of Instagram where people can ask anonymous questions, but I'm not gonna lie, I forgot. Now I am gonna do it, I'll I'll do it now and maybe I'll see tomorrow because I'm recording this on Wednesday and I might have a bit of time to record tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I'll post the link, and we'll see if anybody sends in a question. And if they do, I will c- come on here and record, and we'll we'll, we'll answer some of the questions. But uh, let's, uh, let's see what happens uh, with that. Right, this thing is not loading for some reason. There it is, there we go. I got a fright there. I thought that... I honestly thought the recording had just crashed on me there. And you know what? I'm not editing it out. I'm not editing it out. I am not letting the glitches of technology stop me from recording this podcast but i did just have a shit attack there that's happened before that has happened before and uh, never with straight out of cline but it did happen on joe rising and it did happen on celtic codec where i was halfway through recording or around halfway through recording didn't realize the thing had crashed or it stopped and i lost half the episode which was very very annoying but i will not let that be an issue today Something I will just briefly touch on uh, is the last couple of episodes that I did. And I know some people were a little bit taken aback by those episodes, but I'll be honest, lads, I was happy with those episodes. I really was. It was something I was debating, talking about for a very long time. A very, very long time. And I don't know. I didn't know if I should do it or not. But really, the response was better than I thought it would be. And I... Most people are actually quite respectful of the fact that I have the views that I have. And I can acknowledge and respect that other people have different views. But it shouldn't mean that I can't speak about what I believe in and what I don't believe in. And I think I made that very clear on those last two episodes and I was really happy with them. Um, Yeah, that's all I'll say on that. We won't talk about those topics much anymore. Uh, it's like it's funny. Like I go onto Twitter now, and isn't it isn't it amazing? Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, and despite you know some of the controversy surrounding his staff or whatever, because those banned accounts that for me never should have been banned are back, Twitter seems like such a better place now because there are so many different points of view that are getting out there now, and if something gets banned these days. It's for something actually bad, and not because someone had a different opinion to people on the left. So I think that's really great. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to say on that. Oh lads, um, I, you know, I love these episodes where I can just come on here, talk, rant and rave, and see where I end up. And I think that's the beauty of Straight of Cline. As much as I have so many passions that I love talking about, like... You know, combat sports, pro wrestling, football, um, acting, performing in general, gaming. I love that I can just come on here and shoot the shit. And the majority of the time, I just fucking wing it. I don't even have a topic in my head. I just hit record and I go, you know what? Let's just keep talking and see what happens. But it's funny because as... Most of you will know. I have started uh, streaming over on YouTube. Well, I've been doing it for a while now, but I've started kind of promoting it more because I do want to make more content over on YouTube. And when I'm streaming, I feel like I'm more aware of what I'm talking about. Uh, So therefore, I feel like I don't say as much when it comes to recording. Because, not that I'm not aware of what I'm saying on here. Like, that was probably a poor... Yeah, that was a poor choice of words for me there. But... What I mean is... When I'm recording... The conversation... Or when I'm streaming I should say... The conversation is different... Because I'm trying to focus on the game that I'm playing... I'm also trying to focus on engaging with... The few people that do tune in... And I'm trying to like... Go off on little tangents and talk about things as well but... What's really interesting about streaming live... Excuse me... Is that... You're kind of relying on... Interaction with people who are watching... And listen... I don't get lots of people who tune into the streams. So if you're listening to this, and I am streaming, join in. Join in. See if you like it. But I don't know. I, is, I, I don't know. Does that just kind of take me out of it a bit? And it does not make me kind of forget that I'm recording? A, a big shout out to JJ, Mr. Goat JJ, who has been a part of most of my streams and really does keep the conversation flowing. Uh, and we've had one or two over the last few months that have kind of dropped in and out as well, which has been great. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm delighted with that, that there are a few people who regularly drop in. And and that's the main thing. Like with these types of things, like you can get very focused on the numbers. Like I'm lucky enough that I developed a bit of a following on TikTok. And I think when you develop a bit of a following, I think you eventually do realize this isn't so much about the numbers as much as it is about having fun with what you're actually doing yourself. And, yeah, that's that's what I came to realise with stream, or what I'm trying to realise with streaming is that let's not worry about the fact that there's not thousands of people joining in. We all got to start somewhere. Let's just try and have fun while we're doing it. Um, you know, I am looking into, like, getting streaming, like equipment I suppose for lack of a better term because right now currently I'm just streaming directly from the PlayStation itself but I'd love to be able to get like an Elgato or something and you know test out different video ideas and um, be able to edit and be able to have a a camera so I can you know people can see my ugly mug whilst I'm playing games Uh, and just so we can do other things on there as well. I think that would be a lot of fun. So like these are things that I I really want to do in the future like I'm really... Content creation is something I'm really focused on at the moment. I love performing. I love acting. I love refereeing. I love training in martial arts. I love doing all those things. But I love creating content as well. And I've had so many dreams, you know, growing up, like, you know, wanting to be on pro wrestling shows, wanting to, you know, be involved in performing arts and, and, and things like that. But being a content creator has always been up there as well. I think if you ask me, Parg, and Alex, growing up, you know, what would be our ultimate goal, like, between the three of us, that would probably be right up there, being content creators when it comes to, like, gaming and, you know, making YouTube videos. And we've been lucky enough that we've actually been able to do that. Like, Celtic Codec, as broken as it's been in terms of, like, the schedule, we are so unbelievably happy that we were able to start that up. And funnily enough, just to give a quick plug to my YouTube channel, I am streaming a FIFA Career Mode, a Creator Club Career Mode at the moment, Celtic Codec FC, where I have created myself, Alex and Porig. We're all in the team, so if that sounds like something you'd like to watch, please go over and check it out. Um, I, I kind of break down what the series is all about in the pilot episode, so you can check that out over at youtube.com forward slash Straight Outta Clawing, if you want. Uh, YouTube has uh, usernames now, so if you just type in at Straight Outta Clawing, I'll come up. So, yeah, that's all That's all i got to say about YouTube in terms of, you know, plugs and stuff. But that's a lie, actually. I'm going to keep talking about YouTube. I just had a, I had a bit of a brain fart there, I'm not going to lie, because something in the background distracted me, and it completely... Just threw me off my train of thought. But anyways. Uh, oh yeah. About being content creators. Yeah like me, Park, and Alex. Always dreamed about doing that stuff. And the fact that we've gotten a, a chance to do it is. is It's really great. And trust me. We want to commit to Celtic Codec. So much. But it gets hard to balance these things lads. Like straight out of cloyne is something I've priori- uh, prioritized. Because this is the most general of all the things I do. This is the show that I feel like pretty much anybody can tune in and, and listen to and take something from, whether you like it or you don't like it. But with Celtic Codec, obviously it's very much fo- focused on gaming, and me, Paragon, and Alex are... Like, the one of the main advantages of that show is that we all kind of come at it from a different perspective. We all have different kind of thoughts on gaming. There's a lot of games that the three of us ...all enjoy, but we have games that individually we enjoy that the other two may not. So, I, I, I do try and make the solo episodes, but... ...I prefer doing the episodes with, with the two guys, and I really hope we'll be able to do some more before the year is out. But, you know what, you can all blame Porig. That's what that's what you can all do, you can all blame Porig. Because Porig is living his best life up the country... Doing his stupid fucking course, which is ruining our chance at making Celtic Codec the number one gaming podcast in the world. So you know what, Porig? It's all your fucking fault. All your fault, you piece of shit. And I know you're listening, because you listen to this every week, you fucking mark. Pfft, what a stupid idiot. Okay, sorry, Porig. Sorry. Now, I had to turn heel there for a second. Don't blame Porig. It's not Porig's fault. Uh, We've all just been really busy. I just felt like cutting a heel promo there because... I can. It's my show. But no. um, In all seriousness, though, uh, the three of us... The the next time the three of us are all together, which, as I nearly knock over my mic, uh, unfortunately, these days isn't as common because, as I say, Porig is living up the country. um, Or he's, you know, he's staying and, you know... um, what am I trying to say? He's travelling up the country pretty much five days a week, and... Yeah, I no, I was right the first time. He is living up the country five days a week, and he comes home at the weekend, but... He's in a relationship, He's he's got a family, dammit, so the three of us can't all be together all the time, but the next time we are, we will record an episode. And even if it's just me and Alex um, for an episode or two, before then, we'll try and do that, but... Yeah, it's just, uh, it's busy times at the moment, uh, lads, it's very busy times, and this week especially has been quite a busy one, because working full-time, training as an actor, coming up with ideas for content, uh, trying to sort out some, some things in the background to try and make things more interactive, and, like, yeah, like, I wish I could talk about the plans I had more because I keep alluding to them but I am I'm genuinely like I'm looking into so many things right now. Like one thing I will peel back the curtain on a little bit is I am hoping to do a live episode of Straight Outta Klein in the next few weeks. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know like where it's even going to be. Like I was thinking YouTube but then I was like, "Eh, I don't really have a great camera to do that with." Um so I don't know if that's the best idea, but I am trying to figure it out. And I think that could be really cool because, again, lads, this audience that I have here is small but loyal. And right now, I want to make the best content for that small, loyal audience whilst trying to grow on it. That's kind of where I'm at at the moment. And I think maybe doing a live episode, which, you know, I mean, you think I'm winging it now. Imagine me when I'm live. Like, it's just... (sighs) It, it just sounds like something that could be really cool. And we can really, like, experiment with things uh, on there that might work for the future, if that makes sense. So, yeah. If if if, if you'd be up for that, let me know. Let me know what, what you'd like to see on on a live episode of Straight Outta Cologne because that would be a, a, a visual thing as well. I wouldn't just want it to be audio. I'd want you to be able to see me during that as well. Um, so... Yeah, hopefully we can do that. And if you know where the best place to do that would be, please do let me know. A lot of people, uh, from what I saw when I looked up, like, what would be the best kind of place to do it, a lot of people did say Facebook Live. I haven't used Facebook in fucking 14, 15 months, I would say. I just think it's a dead platform. Facebook used to be, like, I don't know. It, it it used to be like the thing I probably spent the most time on when it came to social media and when just when it came to using the internet. Probably apart from YouTube. Facebook, I felt like, was like the number one thing I would use. And now, I, I, like, I don't even know what Facebook looks like at the moment. It's been that long since I've been on there. And this might sound kind of sad, but it was just because I felt like, I don't really have many friends on there. And I don't mean like friends that you add on Facebook, but I just felt like, not a lot of my actual friends, in real life, are on Facebook. I feel like Facebook has become a very, uh I don't want to say old person's app, but like it's become a very... Yeah, well like, oh, older people use Facebook more these days, I feel like. You know, like Twitter is where a lot of the information people get nowadays... Like that's that's where people go to get their information. Like that's how I found out that Cristiano Ronaldo left Manchester United the other day. It was on Twitter, Instagram is, Instagram is almost the new Facebook because that's where you're sharing life updates with pictures and, you know, you can watch videos on there like you can do on TikTok. Like there are so many more youthful and useful apps these days. I feel like Facebook has just become Facebook has become what Bebo was. When, when Facebook, when Facebook was all the rage, b was like the thing that everyone used to go, oh, remember that, remember when we used to use that. I think that's what Facebook is now. I really do. And, I mean, people can correct me if they think I'm wrong, but I, I just don't use Facebook anymore. I really don't. And I remember last time I was on it, I just felt like nothing was happening on there. I reactivated my Facebook account recently just because someone was having trouble adding me to a group chat because I still use Messenger. Messenger is something I use quite a lot but Messenger has even become a separate thing now to Facebook. They're separate apps. But someone was having trouble adding me to a group chat and I thought maybe it's because my Facebook was deactivated because when you deactivate your Facebook the Messenger stays active. So I reactivated Facebook. I had one quick look at it and I was like, oh my god, this thing is so bland. And... They still couldn't add me to the group chat. So I just deactivated it again. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. Like just kind of look at it and go. I used to spend so much time on here. And I used to get all my news from here. And like I would share so many updates on here. And now. I would rather spend my time anywhere else. And to be fair. One thing I'm kind of happy with lately is I really am limiting my time on social media as I said I don't really count YouTube as social media because I think YouTube is YouTube is a a, it's a video platform it's a streaming platform like I I don't think it's quite the same as what the other ones are like maybe TikTok to a certain extent but even then I think it's a bit of a push so yeah it's it's just weird to see where Facebook is now compared to where it used to be Especially in, like, 2010, 2011, when, like, that was, like, the first time I would ever come onto social media. Um, And and if you told me then that 11, 12 years later that Facebook would be where it is, I would have been really shocked. But, hey, that's the world that we live in. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, God, the never-ending cough continues. But, yeah, um, it's just been a weird, it's been a weird time. It's been a weird few weeks lately. In that regard, lads, I just, I just find it fascinating that we are going into the year 2023. And yet every time I say 2023, it sounds, it still sounds like it's ages away. Like I remember every time you would get close to the new year, you would start getting used to saying that, oh, we're in 2012, for example, or 2013 or 2014. But the fact that we're nearly in 2023 still doesn't sound real. It sounds... Like, when I say 2023, that still sounds like it's 23 years away. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's It sounds like it's in, like, the distant future. But no, it is less than two months away. Which is mental. I, like... Where has that time gone? Like, I can remember the year 2003. Like, it was so funny because... Me and uh, my buddy James, who I went to college with, when we were at the graduation, a couple of the younger people in the course started talking about the year 2004 and how that was such a long time ago. And me and James started pissing ourselves laughing going, you guys think 2004 was a long time ago. And I suppose to the people who are 18 or 19, like 2004 for them, I mean, some of them were probably born in 2004 now that I think about it, but for the people, the young people who can remember 2004 vaguely, like that's mental because that's one of the first years I kind of remember vividly. Like I remember seeing United win the FA Cup that year and seeing 18-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo win his first trophy and score in the final. Cork beat Kilkenny to win the All-Ireland that year. Uh, Chris Benoit, ...won the main event of WrestleMania 20 that year. And, like, the fact that people... ...don't remember that year... ...because they were too young... ...is fucking insane. But then I suppose I need to remember... ...like, my cousin Rory is 17? Yeah, he's just turned 17 this year... ...and he... ...wasn't even around in 2004. He was born in 2005. He was born on the 4th anniversary of 9-11. Which is crazy again another i remember cork won the all ireland not just that year that day cork beat galway that day i can't remember what the score was but i do know cork did beat galway in the all ireland hurling final that day this is back when i followed hurling um like that's just mental that like there are years that i remember vividly where i i'm now friends with people who were born those years like oh god that's ah oh, it's horrible it's horrible, damn it! That was my terrible Vince McMahon impression. Um, yeah, what what a, what a weird time. And but like, it's funny. Like when I think about those years, two thousand and four, two thousand and five, two thousand and six, even two thousand and seven, things like YouTube and things like Facebook and things like Instagram and Twitter, social media and plat and uh, streaming platforms in general, like these were alien, absolutely alien. To, to us, the even the internet at that stage to me, was rare I remember I went on, holi- on holiday to Portugal in 2007 and I remember that we went on the computer for like 20 minutes, there was computers set up that you could spend some time on if you, I don't know, put like 20 cents into the machine or something and I remember looking up um, WWE.com and being blown away by it I was like, oh my god This is WWE.com. I've seen this promoted on Raw and SmackDown and and pay-per-views for so many years, but I never knew what it looked like. And I remember Great American Bash was on the day I was coming back from Portugal. And I remember looking up like, oh, I wonder what happened on Raw and SmackDown this week. Because I didn't see them because I was on holidays. And like seeing the results online was just... This was incredible, like this was so cool this this was this was the future for, for me like th- this was like the stuff I only ever got to see on TV and now I can access stuff like that at the click of a button on my phone where I'm always able to access it at all times how how times can change and don't get me wrong social media has had a lot of benefits like if you told me back then in 2007 that Dylan John Cena, Is going to follow you. On a social media platform. And you are going to freak the fuck out. I would have freaked the fuck out then. That my favourite wrestler. Especially at that stage. My absolute hero. John Cena. Is going to connect with me on an app. Like that's. That was like. Incredible. That, That would have blown. Nine year old Dylan's mind. And, I mean, 21-year-old Dylan freaked out on the train when it happened. But, like, it's just... It's just weird how much the world changed. And, yeah, as I say, in in some ways, it it changed for the better. Because things did get more accessible. But, there's just been times, lads, where social media has just made me really feel crap. Really, really feel crap. And, like, I mean, I, I did an episode about it where there was a certain someone who... I got on really well with, who I never thought there would have been an issue with, um, deleted me off everything. And this was only, like, a few weeks after I'd seen them at the airport, and they'd blanked me. And I tried to explain it away in my head at that stage that, uh, oh, look, I mean, it was probably just, you know, they're probably just tired because we've we've all just had, you know, a busy few days because we were all over in Cardiff for Clash at the Castle and, certain people were over there, not just for Clash of the Castle, but also for um, some of the indie shows that were on um at that time as well. And listen, I may as well say it, like that person who I was speaking about is is a pretty popular wrestler uh, amongst not just the Irish scene, but the European scene. And I recently refereed one of their matches, which was genuinely a fucking kick-ass match. I actually refereed two of their matches that day because we had the Matt and I show, and then we had the main show, and they wrestled on Both, um, they wrestled on both shows. And, you know, it was kind of a shame because I was like, this is a a person who I have so much respect for as a performer and was lucky enough to develop a a bit of a friendship with them to the point where, I'm not going to sit here and say I was best friends with them, but I I got on pretty well with them. I would have watched them as a fan, um, you know, in the National Stadium before, at OTT, and... Was lucky enough to get to you know learn from them when they came down to do a seminar or two, and to, the few training sessions that I got to go to that they were in charge of, and then I was lucky enough to referee some of their matches. But now it's kind of like, well, yeah, like I mean, I'll still referee. I, I, yeah, it's 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 a he. I'll still referee his his matches, and I'll still be you know respectful in terms of like, in in the ring. I I'll be a professional, I should say, but. Do I respect them as a person? Uh, Not really. Not really. I don't know. I I just don't really get it. Like, I I don't get how. And and this is the negative side of social media. Like, I I remember I bought Chris Jericho's latest book, which is actually right behind me now The Complete List of Jericho, uh, where he lists all the matches he had up to that point. Um, it was pretty cool because the one Jericho match I got to see live in person is in that book and it was kind of cool because that was back in 2009 which again doesn't feel like it was that long ago but it was indeed what 13 years ago now something like that which is mental but uh, I remember I got that book and I posted it on my Instagram story and this person responded to that story and me and him had a pretty good conversation just about wrestling and we had a couple of those conversations online it was just mad because obviously I did leave The wrestling world for a little bit uh, last year and in the aftermath of this you know a couple of people from the wrestling the irish wrestling scene i've noticed since i came back again there's been a bit of coldness and i'm not going to mention the names of the people who have done that I'll mention the names of the people who didn't, people like Matt Schuyler, who is a fucking great guy, and I just, every time I get to speak to him, it's it's a pleasure, because he's genuinely been so cool to me since since uh, I first met him, you know, nearly three years ago. Uh, Mr. Charlie, to break kayfabe for a bit, as much as the character terrifies me, the human being, Hayden, is a, just a great person, a great guy, who I've so much time for, and... Um, MJ Chef again to break kayfabe, despite the fact he celebrates fucking Christmas in November to kind of put you know the storylines uh, story storylines to the side for one minute me and him since, since we met a few months ago have gotten on ridiculously well and uh he's a really really nice guy and I feel like I've got a I got a lot of chemistry with him and Mr. Charlie in terms of performing with them Uh, any little skits or anything that we do, I feel like we work really well, the three of us uh, together. Uh, Same with Butch Armstrong, Anita Vaughan, um, Owen Richards, Andy Steele, um, Dino Power, of course, uh, Sam Desham. These are people who, I have absolutely, like, nothing but great things to say about. They've all been super cool to me. Even when I left, they were people who, I would have gladly... Not only would I have gladly spoke to them, they would gladly speak to me, and it was always great, and it was always, you know, I always felt like from them, they were like, oh, you know, you're not with us now in the wrestling scene, but if you ever did come back, we'd welcome you back with open arms, and unfortunately, that's just not been the case with everybody. Uh, there's there's been a couple who haven't been as welcoming. And I really don't care anymore about how this things like this get received because I had to make a decision when I was noticing these things. I'm not going to be a mark for anybody anymore. I love wrestling. I love it with all my heart, and it will always be my number one passion. In terms of, it, it's defined who I am as a person. Like I literally, I have the Undertaker's tattoos. Uh, uh, excuse me, Undertaker symbol tattooed onto my right calf. Uh, the my right leg. <laughs> It's on my calf muscle, if that makes sense. Um, You know, I, I, have, I have a wrestling symbol tattooed onto my leg. I am, so, I, I love wrestling. I cannot describe to you how much I love wrestling. And I'm so happy that I get to, you know, I got to referee every single match at RCW's first show. Every single match. And that was such an honor. And another person who I can't believe I didn't even mention there, <laughs> sorry, uh, it was Billy Bedlam who of course I'm unbelievably grateful to for all the opportunities he's given me. And that was a hell of a position to put me in. I mean, I've how many shows have I refereed now? I refereed Unlocked Stock and Two Metres Apart. I refereed every uh, match that night as well. I refereed two matches on the Limerick show in um, October 2021. The, what the fuck was that show called again? Fuck your super kicks I've got a horse outside. How could I forget that? Uh, I refereed the NXP show back in July or June, June or July, one of the two, I can't really remember, I think it was July, but it was in the summer, I got to referee a couple of matches then on the last ever Phoenix show, the fourth anniversary show, and so this was my fifth one, this was my fifth show, and that was definitely the best one, RCW, and the one I have really felt the most comfortable with, I was knackered afterwards, don't get me wrong, but for all the right reasons, but there are certain people who I really respect as performers who I just don't really talk to anymore as people. <laughs> and and that's that's the, the wacky world of pro wrestling. You know, we, we all have these these fake names in a predetermined sport where we get so invested in it and so indulged in it and people sometimes look down on us for it but we don't care because we love it and i think what i've come to realize lately is i love being a fan of wrestling okay that's not the thing i realized lately i think i always i think i always knew that i think that was pretty safe to assume but i think the thing i love the most about wrestling is being a fan I really do. I, I love being a fan of pro wrestling and, and that's what really, I think that's what really made Clash at the Castle such a fun experience because that for me was just as big a dream come true as it was to be on a wrestling show. To get to go to a stadium to watch a live pay-per-view happening right in front of my eyes. And to get to spend a few days in a city I love anyway, Cardiff, with my cousin Alex, who has grown up with me and watched all these pay per views with me, and we always dreamed of going to one. Like the fact that we got to do that in fucking Wales, of all places, in the Millennium Stadium, a stadium I, I'd been in before, Um, to get the stadium, a stadium I stood in the middle of when I got this stadium tour back in 2008. Like that was just insane. Alex got to see Rey Mysterio in person for the first time. Like, that meant just as much to me as being on my first ever wrestling show, you know, meant to me. Like, this is just where I'm at with that. And just the the, the buzz and the area and and how that sense of community amongst wrestling fans, it was great. It was absolutely great. And I, I, I was so blessed to have been a part of that. And I think I just realized I love that. And I don't think I ever want to lose that. Which is why I think... The RCW schedule and formula suits me down to the ground, refereeing a show every couple of months. Literally, I get to dip in and out of the wrestling um, bubble every couple of months, and that's great for me. And listen, that's not me saying that I am opposed to refereeing anywhere else. I am happy to referee for anybody who's willing to give me the opportunity. Uh, obviously Hard Knocks Pro Wrestling just had their first show uh, this past Sunday and it was weird because I was kind of like there's a part of me that's sad that I'm not there but also I'm I'm okay with it I, I wasn't like that day I didn't think much about the show I, I did send out a tweet wishing them luck didn't get a response uh, but look I I wish Steve and whoever else is kind of running the show down there all the best with that you know like when, see when, if there was any apathy from people towards me when I left Phoenix or you know the, the Irish the, the Cork Munster whatever fucking thing you want to call it wrestling scene uh, in December of last year like lads I didn't leave and sit down in my hole scratching it doing fucking nothing Like, I was, I was doing stuff. I was in an acting course. I was performing on theatre shows. And I was working on a craft that I had always wanted to do, as well as pro wrestling. And it didn't mean that I loved wrestling any less. I was in a bit of a weird place at wrestling at the time. Everyone knows about that stupid incident with that fucking big fat steroid taking cunt, Kevin Matthews. Who I really, I hope I get to meet that fucking prick one day. Like it was funny. Like I saw there recently, Wrestle Pro Alaska, Wrestle Prats Alaska, more like it. No offense to anybody who works on those shows. It's not the wrestler's fault. It's just your fucking promoter who's a dickhead. Like he's there promoting a show for like suicide prevention and all that. I'm like motherfucker, you don't give a shit about suicide prevention because you're gonna you're gonna come out there and say you care about mental health and all that. You don't give a fuck, you big fucking juiced up prick. Who lives off being friends with famous wrestlers and sucking off Colby Covington. The most overrated UFC fighter of all time. You don't give a shit. You had no problem making me feel shit over a little joke about a fictional match happening in your fucking stupid promotion that I'd never even heard of before that day. Like, fuck you. Fuck you, you absolute piece of shit. Honestly, just people like him are just, like, so so fake. Like, f- fake is a word that, obviously, it's 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 a touchy word to use when you're talking about wrestling anyway. And, listen, the action is not fake. Like, pro wrestling is a lot more real than people think it is. Yes, it's, it's a predetermined show. And, like, you know, everything is planned in advance. Not everything, but, you know, a lot of things are planned in advance. But wrestling, it, there's a real risk to it. And it's very physical. People like Kevin Matthews are just fucking pieces of shit. And and he's an example. Like I've I've spoken to people in WWE, and I'm very lucky that I've gotten to speak to people in WWE and meet. I've gotten I got to be I got to speak to Sami Zayn whilst he was Intercontinental Champion. I got to speak to Sheamus the day before he had a big Intercontinental Title match on a Stadium Show. I got to meet Kofi Kingston while he was WWE Champion. And these guys were the fucking coolest guys you'd ever meet. And they are at the top of their game in the biggest and best professional wrestling organisation in the world. Because that's what WWE is. WWE is the biggest and best professional wrestling and sports entertainment organisation in the world. And for me, nothing even comes close. And I got to meet these people who were unbelievably cool. And even outside WWE, I got to meet Cody Rhodes twice when he was at the top of the Indies. Could not have been fucking nicer. Same with the Young Bucks. Two absolute sound gentlemen. Despite the controversy lately with the whole CM Punk thing, those guys were unbelievably cool. Who else have I got to meet? I got to meet Pac when uh, he was just after returning to the Indies and was venturing into AEW just as they were starting up. Again, one of the fucking nicest dudes in the world. I met Matt Riddle before he went to WWE. Couldn't have been nicer. Keith Lee. Gentleman. I did get to meet uh, Tamahura Ishii. Who scared the shit out of me. You know. So yeah. He he, he wasn't a dickhead. He was just really intimidating. Um, who else did I get to meet? I got fucking Kurt Angle. What am I fucking t- The most recent. Well actually not the most recent. Sheamus was the most recent. But I got to meet Kurt Angle. Charles Robinson, pro-wrestling referee legend in WWE and WCW. Like, these people could not have been any nicer to me. And these are people who actually made it. Scotty Tuhadi, privileged enough that I got to referee two matches on a show that he was headlining. I know he wasn't in the main event that night, but he was the draw that night. Such an unbelievably nice guy, so laid back, so cool. A family man who is getting a lot of shit at the moment simply because he said he doesn't want to wrestle women. Get the fuck over yourselves, guys. He has every right to say that. If he doesn't want to wrestle a woman, that's his choice. He's gone long enough without doing it. I think he's been alright, so yeah. Um. But the point being, I've got to meet so many of these guys who are unbelievably nice. And then you get... Kevin, I'm a dickhead, can't take a joke and I'm also on steroids and I suck off Colby Covington Matthews who couldn't take a little joke about me refereeing a match with CM Punk at his small little rinky-dink promotion in the back arse of Alaska. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But yeah, that that's why his whole suicide prevention fucking bullshit scheme can go fuck itself. And lads, you can't say to me, oh, you're shitting on the suicide. No, I'm not. No I'm not. Of course I will always say that people should speak up if they're feeling down or feeling shit in their own head. I've been there. I've spoke I have BPD. I I I've I've had I've had my battles. I've had my battles and uh dare I say it there's a lot of people who if they had been in my position would not have made it out. And and that's a sad thing to say because I I do think there are a lot of people who, if they were in my position, would have done the unthinkable, which would have had an irreversible—you um, know—it it would have been the, the the repercussions would have been irreversible. But thankfully, I, uh, I'm not one of those. I'm I'm not one of those people. I I I I saw, I I saw a way out. I, I'm not going to say I knew how to get out of it. But I made steps forward. And was there bumps along the way? Of fucking course there was. But I made it out the other side. I've gotten to achieve so much since then. And that's why, no, I'm not shitting on people who advocate for suicide prevention and for men's mental health. But people like Kevin Matthews, maybe they should practice what they preach. That's all I'll say about that. And again, hopefully I get to meet this guy in person. And maybe it was a big misunderstanding and he can explain himself. But I don't think so. I just think he's a big juiced up piece of shit. And, you know, he can go fuck himself. And that's no offence to anybody who's worked on his promotion. Scotty Too did. And I I know from first-hand experience, Scotty Too is one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. But Kevin Matthews is not. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah that's that. And bloody hell that that all came from a, a conversation about social media and where it's gotten. But that that's another negative side of social media is is people like that that interaction with Kevin Matthews. But I'm I'm lucky I'm lucky enough that as I say any interaction I've had with wrestlers who've actually made it and have actually been to the top they they've all been super cool to me, all of them. So, yeah, and uh hopefully that can continue. So yeah, lads. That's probably where I'm going to end this episode. That was a bit of a an interesting one. A bit of a, a bit of a extreme rant there, but fuck it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Anyways, on to the announcement for next week's episode. I'm excited about this one. Uh, I have a guest coming on here next week who is a musician, who is someone that has been uh, wanting this podcast to happen for a while, this episode, I should say, of the podcast to happen for a while, and took a while for it to happen, but... Thankfully, we're going to be recording it next week and it should be uploaded next week as well. It is none other than Mr. Tony Cunningham. I'm really excited to welcome him on to Straight of Klein. I think it could be an interesting episode. We'll talk a bit of music, we'll talk a bit of wrestling and we'll see where the conversation take, uh, takes us. I've said it a million times, lads. I, I wing a lot of these episodes and that's half the fun of it. We've had... Alex on here twice I think and those uh, those both those episodes were a lot of fun and it's nice to have another guest on here now who I it'll be the first time the two of us have ever spoke without it being behind text so that'll be interesting to see how that goes and yeah that's something for you to look forward to next week for now though you can enjoy this classic wrestling promo i'm going to ask tony at the end of next week's episode he he can pick any wrestler he wants from any era any time and I will play a promo from them. But right now, this is a promo that I will pick because it's my show, dammit! I'm joking, it's our show. But yeah, looking forward to that episode next week with Tony. But for now, enjoy this classic wrestling promo in three, two, one, Royal Rumble noise that I can't make right now because my throat would probably completely cave in and I would have to cancel next week's episode if that was the case. But regardless, enjoy the promo. Yes!
1: Here he comes, that a heck of a He's All the way from Miami to here in Fort Lauderdale. Straight on his face from Lemmings.
2: the second coming of Y2J! You remembered! I want you to take out your cell phones, text your friends, take a picture, shoot a video, send an email, call them all and tell them that the sexy beast is back, baby! I promise to ignite you, to excite you, to delight you, and I invite you to strap on your seatbelts, ease the seat back, click it into gear, and go into overdrive, because from this point forward, it's 100% entertainment, 100% electricity, 100% Jericho! Wait a minute, wait a minute, who the hell do you think you are? You were getting fired on Raw. And it's a good thing too, because if you would have stayed on Raw, it would have just been a matter of time before I kicked you in the head and ended your career. So tell us, tell us, oh Savior, what's so important that you had to come back? What exactly, what exactly are you saving us from? Or your boring personality, for one. You want me to continue? How about saving us from that face of yours that looks like you got flattened by a frying pan? Or your monotonous, robotic, Randy Orton voice? Or how about I save us from your childbearing hips, your supercuts hairstyle, your subscription to Blue Ball Magazine? Oh, man. But most importantly, Randy Orton, I'm here to save us from you. Because the first chance I get, I'm gonna take that WWE Championship from you. And I'm gonna put it around this gorgeous waist, and when I do, Monday Night Raw, the WWE, sports entertainment, entertainment entertainment, the state of Florida, the country of the United States, the Western Hemisphere, the planet Earth, the heavens above, the galaxies, the Crab Nebula, the universe itself! We'll never, 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 Again! Break the wall! Break
1: Chris Jericho has gotten the last word tonight on the WWE Champion, Randy Orton, and has poured water all over Orton. ceremony. The passing of the torch ceremony here tonight. They are, do you think, possibly... The torch may have been passed to this young man, to Y2J, because he seems to have ignited our fans here tonight on Raw. The electricity is in the air. It may never, ever be the same. And Chris Jericho has made his intention known to meet Randy Orton for the WWE title. on oh, what a night on Monday Night Raw.